The following content is rated N for nigga. Start the show. Niggas of all ages, too. Come one, come all. <laughs> it's an all-age nigga program. Maybe not all-age nigga program. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely not. Don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be listening to this shit. Watching the kids. Uh, this is this is probably twenty-five plus. My so my niece uh, heard because one of our listeners, Terry, listens to this. Uh, when she, when she, when she was picking up or dropping her daughter, my niece off anywhere. Now, my niece, on one hand, my niece is now in college. She's just started college. Mm-hmm. But just the thought of someone that I literally held in my arms and babysat and maybe changed a couple of times. <laughs> Ain't that scary? Has heard me say "suck my dick" relentlessly. Uh, but but you know what? She's an she's an open minded, bright kid. She can figure these. And she's on her way to college. She has to hear these things because she's gonna hear them a lot in college. Because let yeah, me tell you something. That's true. Niggas are at their most nigga in college. Niggas are at the niggas are, are pinnacle nigga in college. And that's a dangerous, I know it's a dangerous thing to say because I always, I'm always getting on people kind of creating this niggas ain't, this niggas ain't shit vibe for young, for young girls. But if ever there was a time for a nigga to not be shit, it's usually college. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's when you basically got to get it out. I had, I had some of my most ain't shit moments. Like I would, I wasn't, I wasn't these, I wasn't some of these little savage young niggas, but I had some moments. I, I I fucked up a little bit too. Uh so yeah. Maybe that'll be a Patreon. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat cheat for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am Unky D. I'm I'm also an uncle. Who um you know, has a fifteen year old niece that listens to music with explicit content. So as a rapper, as a as a as a former, I won't say former, as a rapper, yeah, what is that like? Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm an uncle first, so I, I have to remember that when I was in seventh grade, you know, I was listening to Too Short and Two Live Crew and, and 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 music like that. You know, at the age, at a very young age, very tender age. Does she understand your? relationship to the industry and like oh yeah does that inf- and like do, like do y'all ever have like the hip-hop head discussions or yeah anything? she she has no interest in the type of music i make okay okay <laughs> like uh like most other women i will say i, <laughs> I will okay. say that's probably not that much different yeah. from you know 
relationships to women. Like you know, the harder the 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 harder rapping, yeah, my, it is. My, my own wife not interested. My own wife isn't into the music that I've made, <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, I she doesn't have a legendary a favorite legendary chaotic song. No, okay, no, but she definitely does not. <laughs> um, and that's fine. I mean, you know, everyone has their own musical taste. Yeah. And, and I mean, but I guess the important part about my niece is that she understands the nuance of the music that she's listening to. Correct. She, she okay. doesn't, she doesn't embody the characteristics of it. Just like I could listen to, I could listen to two short NWA, two live crew and not be out there like that. You know, that's fair. So, you know, it is what it is. As yeah. long as, you know, as long as she don't listen to it around my mama. <laughs> my mama don't need to hear all that Ah see there it goes There goes the caveats Sometimes you know that computer Sometimes those computer speakers Are up just a little too loud I'm like hey Your grandmother is here Right Turn that shit down Right She she didn't want to hear that shit 20 years ago <laughs> 30 years ago She don't want to hear it now Yeah there it goes uh, It is episode 156 Six? One fifty six. All up in the mix. Damn, one fifty six all in the mix. How was uh how was your weekly, Randall? <sighs> decent. I mean that it was it was a very nondescript week. Um decent week. Uh finally got to finish up on the merch stuff that you kept uh, Hey kept uh you know reminding. Yeah. As as you are listening to this you can be logging on to opinionswhileblack.com uh and there will be new merch. We by popular demand, by request, the Black Woman is God shirts are out. Uh-oh. The Black Woman is God shirts are out. I really meant to hit with the air horns. Um you can be purchasing those at this time. We got Black Woman is God tees. We got tanks. Uh did, was did I see drinkware? Yeah, it's also we got drink saw, saw, saw a latte cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got saw a journal. Wear. Got a journal. Yeah, you know yeah. Got an iPhone. Oh, not just iPhone. Got phone cases. Got phone cases. So, yeah. So I forgot some of y'all don't have iPhones. Numerous ways to celebrate the black woman. Um, we're definitely. I'm definitely going to get called a simp numerous times for this. Um, I don't give a fuck. Buy black woman is God merch available. Uh, on our merch at our merch store, found on opinionswhileblack.com. Yes, uh, buy tons of merch. The fall line has begun. Um, so yeah, um, my week. Well, my week was a week. It was a week. I will say, people are dumb. People are dumb. I mean, we could almost have a segment on that every week. But like every week, fam. People are dumb. Let me tell you something. If you come to my job, and it's one of those jobs, I'm not getting into detail uh, on the free version, but, yeah, you come in, you pay for a service, and we tell you come back in two days. Or we will, t- or you'll get an automated text when, you're, when the work is ready. Mm-hmm. When you come in and when you come in and go, well, I I came to this location and I told people about this location because 
you can get it done while you wait here because the the traffic is less at our store. And so sometimes you can get stuff done depending on what it is and how much volume you've brought in for us to do while you wait. The problem is when you tell everybody <laughs> that that's the expectation, more people will come. Then you can't get your shit done while you wait. There you go. Then you can't get mad, you stupid fuck. Y'all so fucking stupid. What is wrong with you? What? When I know that I'm coming to somewhere that's a little quiet, I'm not, I'm never, I mean, you want people to get business, but this is a corporation. They're not worried about that. (laughs) This isn't like where you're supporting a, you know, a a local independent business or some shit. Right. So you have to worry about us. We're, we're probably good. So you keep putting, sending motherfuckers through the door. Who all expect they shit to be done in the next 15 minutes. And it's only six people that work at this motherfucker. Y'all so fucking stupid. I know if I'm getting quick service, I ain't telling nobody about that shit. Nobody. Nobody. And especially if it's a corporation, it's a chain. So like maybe you're getting quick service because ain't nobody else in ain't nobody there. nobody in this motherfucker. Y'all really trying to get me y'all trying to get me to work for a living and I don't like it. I mean, it's it's very similar to my job where you know, I, I work in the IT world and, and when people know that you are good at something and you're good at a at a quick turnaround. Right. Um they refer other people to you even and the if, demand increase. Even if that's not, you know, the, the correct process of escalation, they refer other people to you and right. And, you know, I have to always set boundaries with people like I, I know that this person sent you to me. But let me let me help you understand what this boundary is. That, that only happened because I was available in the moment that in they the asked moment. me when it becomes an expectation. Um, you know, you, you got to You got to sit the fuck down and wait in line like everybody else. I, I I'm just going to toot my own here. I provide exceptional service. And that's only because I reserve that only for exceptional circumstances. Correct. If you are a run-of-the-mill motherfucker, you will just have to run that mill with everyone else. Or you come in saying loose-tongued shit. Yeah. You're going to get the service you get. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Price has gone up. Price is going up. Um, It's going to be a good show, man. Shout out to... um. Shout out to all the all the first time listeners. Uh what the all the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Who brought you? Who brought you and just dropped you off? Name names. I need names. I I don't understand. Go how, on Twitter and tell us who sent you here. Tag them. Tag them. Tag the person that that sent you here that suggested this podcast to you. Call them out, please. Uh, yeah, cuz y'all just be y'all just be dropping people off. Y'all just be bringing people here, dropping them off, and leaving. We can't. And we can't be responsible. We can't for getting be them responsible home. for them. The fuck? Yeah. I got. I I got to this motherfucker by Uber. And yeah. we, I'm not sharing an Uber yeah. with you. You ain't got to go home. You got to get the hell the out, fuck of here. out of here, man. What's, what's going on? Um, but you know, after the podcast, yeah, after, yeah, listen to us and then leave. But you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all got to start watching these motherfuckers, and y'all have to start. Managing their expectations. 
we've we've gotten a lot of we've been gotten we've gotten a lot of credit for a lot of things that I'm not entirely sure we are. <laughs> I thought y'all were. T- I sometimes when y'all talk about opinions while black, I thought y'all were talking about like I thought Mark Mark Lamont Hill had a platform. Wow, and. I don't know what the f- I was oh for real what podcast is this? Oh, it's Pings while black. You are bullshitting me. Wow. Oh oh they t- oh man they call us informative, okay. timely. I'll take it. I'm gonna take it all. But y'all also conveniently left out drunk. Hey. Not everybody knew that. Randall is on chill. I'm, I've been as on of chill late. for a couple weeks. He's been on chill as of late. I'm uh, um, I'm trying detoxing. to get some exercise in today. It's good for you, man. So I can't, you know, I can't be throwing up all over this, all over the place. I'm well. I'm not. I'm not hitting the rowing the rowing machine until probably tonight. So uh, I got some time. Okay. Um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and start off with love, uh, as we like to do. Uh, send flowers. Flowers are going to go a little differently this week. Okay. Um, usually flowers are set aside for people doing big things in the black community that we want to send them flowers for their accomplishments while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a species of people that are, our lifespan isn't promised to us the way other cultures are. And so we have to we have to give thanks and appreciation and lift each other up as a community while we're here. Um, in this case, sometimes that also means lifting up people when they're going friends of the show, friends of the community while they're going through it. And in this case, I want to give flowers to two people. The first person is Mr. Craig Lindsay. Those of you that. Those of you that are familiar with Opinions Wild Black, those of you that are the Opinions Wild Black OGs of the family will definitely know Craig Lindsay and his many exploits on our podcast and some of our exploits on his podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, he is a podcaster. He is an accomplished uh, film writer, film critic, um, knowledgeable about um, all things motion picture, um, he has written for Vulture, RogerEbert.com. Mm-hmm. Um, he has written for yeah, he's written for some local shit. He's, he's done some chron- he done like some Chronicle articles too. Yeah, yeah. He's done. He's and so um, pretty accomplished. He's a writer. Writer. He is a real writer. Not like not like me, just uh, <laughs> writing in between shots. <laughs> um, uh, he has had some health problems as of late. I believe I just saw where he was out of the hospital. Yeah, he's out of the hospital. He was out of the hospital and went. Maybe he went to an event or something. He is a man about town. I will say that he can he can find some shit going on in Houston. Um, and so uh, just uh, sending sending some positive vibes out there. Um, you know, so you know, definitely put him in your thoughts. A safe, speedy recovery. We love him. Yeah, uh, we definitely want to see him back on the podcast when we when we get in, when or if we get into a new space, uh, which should which should be sooner than later. Um, hopefully the the American healthcare system does right by him. Yes, because they've yes. been they've been slacking. They've been fucking up. Um, 
Also, another friend of the podcast that has been that that has been on with us before, Mr. Mark Fury, um, dope artist, dope visual artist. He just, I think he just had a, a really dope like I love Third Ward installation recently. I, I think um, he is experienced the passing of a loved one. Uh, I know he just announced on, he just announced on social media that he lost his mother. As somebody that has lost a parent, that has also lost a parent this year, um, definitely want to send some condolences and light and love his way. Um, he, what I saw on social media, told me that perhaps he was in good spirits, but I, I gave that impression too, and I wasn't always okay. Yeah. Uh, so I want to make sure he he knows that we are we are praying for him and his family, and. Uh, should he need anything from from the crew, you know, we got you, bro. And and, and thoughts to a close friend of mine and, and friend of the show as well. I, I'm, his name I'm not going to put out there, but mm-hmm. um, grandmother passed away uh, just a few days ago. Oh, um, man. Thankfully, thankfully surrounded by um, loving members of the family. Oh, man. Salute. So, salute. Condolences. So every day, every day is a every day is a blessing. Every day is a treasure. Tomorrow is not promised. It's not just a cliche. It's no bullshit. True it is true. It is true, man. Tell everybody you love that you love them. I I I challenge you. Tell everybody you love that you love them. Uh, in your in your way, if need be, whatever that looks like for your for you and your loved ones. I encourage you. I implore you to do that. Um, if you can hear the sound of my voice. Um, you know, do tell the people how that you that you feel for how you really feel. Yeah. Send them nudes. Not all now. If, if they're if they're related to you, maybe keep the nudes to yourself. Instead of sending them nudes, just show up. Dude. Just show up, man. Just really, keep, uh, honestly, keep, keep just, it off the digital platform. Honestly, just really hugs and 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 expression. Yeah. And just being honest and really honoring them every day of your life in your deeds and actions. Yep. If it's me, nudes are fine. Um, so just putting that out there. Um, humans ain't shit. I'm not going to make a big production out of this one. Um, in light of the finale of, Mar- of Marvel's What If, I want to send a very special message to the nerds in the in the opinions while black family to the nerds in the black community I want to say something that is an uncomfortable truth for some of you mm. um that some of you have had a hard time reconciling in the past mm, few years but it's time to rip the band-aid off this is important I want you to come very close to whatever listening device you're listening to us through. If you have your headphones on, I want you to turn those up. Come very close to your Bluetooth speaker, whatever it may be. If you have to pull over for this one, pull over. Eric Killmonger Stevens is evil, and you need to get over that shit. He is evil. He's evil. He's not the lovable anti-hero. 
He's not even Michael B. Jordan in real life. He is not Michael B. Jordan. He's fictional and he's evil. He's a villain. He's a villain. He's a terrible person. There's no way you... Some of y'all telling on yourselves, to be honest with you. Some of y'all are mad because y'all got one of these in your crew or you are that one in your crew. I implore you to fix yourself. For the longest... People don't realize Black Panther was a dope movie, and I know it pretty much every. I, I know it pretty much word for word at this point. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan was a was a really interesting addition to that cast. Uh, I still enjoy it. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed a lot about that character. I actually really do want that mask. Yeah, that he stole. I I lo- for those of y'all who don't know. I love masks, and I love getting masks and put them on my wall. I want that mask on my wall in my in my mask collection. That shit is dope. Having said all that, all of these are with the knowledge that he is cool for a villain, for a comic book villain, for someone, for the Black Panther to oppose. Yes, he might have had some salacious he might have had some salacious ideas about black people rising up and unifying. Which I still argue was kind of was made kind of bullshit by the third act, um, and yes, he said some some spicy shit to a couple of white people, but he was a terrible person, very terrible person. Well, he was just made charismatic because that's what you do. You develop characters right. in a way that keeps you wanting to watch them. And the difference between What If and the Black Panther movie was a different set of circumstances. He still used his wits and his charm to disarm the people that he wanted to to overtake. That's what he does. That's what he did. I mean, and y'all didn't say anything when he when he left his little light skinned girlfriend to die in the movie. No, no, not left her to die. Shot her. Oh, yeah, shot her in the chest. Also that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I grossly understated that. <laughs> let's, let's keep that a buck. Yeah, that is the first sign you're dealing with an ancient nigga. Yeah. Like, let me just tell you, yeah, that nigga is the future of supervillain. He might not be the one for you if he shoots you in the chest. <laughs> bars, bars. <laughs> let's keep it a buck. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck about nobody but himself. He didn't. So yeah, if y'all are mad about an alternate version of a fictional character. You really, really, really need to stop sending nudes and start showing up nude at someone's place. Tell them again. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's y'all got too much, man. Y'all, y'all got really, too much time to talk about nonsensical shit, fam. That motherfucker is evil. Like, stop trying to make it. Stop trying to make him be the black Magneto, because all that nuance that went into Magneto. That was nuance that went into Magneto over the course of like 60 years. Yeah. And also Magneto has committed multiple homicides, like mass homicides many times. Several murders. Lots of genocide. There was a there was a version, like there was a time, there was a solo Magneto book where he turned into like the Punisher for mutants and just went around and, and just went around going to m- murder Past mutant, past anti mutant people, yeah, in their sleep, basically, like, like for real, like you know they had those people that just that they say in those those shows where they just go after like ex Nazis and shit. Mm-hmm. 
That was that motherfucker. He was just going around murdering motherfuckers, fam. Yeah. Y'all, like, there was a lot of horrible shit Magneto had to do to get to being a decent guy. And even now, only halfway decent. He still don't give a fuck about these humans. Like... So trying to put that much nuance Into a character Despite being older than the Black Panther film Y'all have only really known about For like three years Yeah That version of that character is evil And y'all need to get over it Get over it Because because a lot of y'all are telling on yourselves You'll be right A lot of y'all sounded mad hotepish That's all I'm saying Get over it He's terrible He's a terrible person (laughs) He's a terrible person, and as long as we're on the topic of Killmonger, can we go ahead and say that 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 all of you motherfuckers that went out and got that haircut, that shit didn't age well? A lot of you motherfuckers, because y'all, and I only highlight it because y'all talked so much shit when Rihanna first came out, and all these chicks went out and got that haircut, that little that little faux hawk, and y'all was looking like roosters out here. Y'all talked all that shit, and then y'all went out and got the Michael B. Jordan. The 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 y'all went out and got the little Killmonger haircut. That shit didn't age well at all. Y'all look crazy. I didn't see a single person with it. I it was a it was, I saw a bunch of motherfuckers with that shit. Like that was that was the vibes for for a hot minute. It did not age well whatsoever. It must be for people who are out in them streets. Also. A lot of like top notch hair and makeup went into that. I re- I read something about that. And there was a lot of like that wasn't just him growing his hair. Like he grew his hair out for that, and then they added some extensions. They did a whole lot of high level shit that you niggas can't afford for that to look good. I'm gonna be honest with you. As I'm growing my locks, I do fuck with the when they see. I fuck with when the Wakandans braided his shit. After he became king, mm-hmm. that shit looks good. But again, it was a lot of professional motherfuckers. You know, you know, he had at least fifteen Dora Milaje's working on that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Which I wouldn't trust him because he ain't got no hair. <laughs> um, you gonna trust a bald barber? <laughs> Well, I always do wonder, like, who cuts who cuts the barber's head? Like, who does the barber trust? You know what I'm saying? Themselves. They really be cutting times. Motherfuckers really be cutting their own hair? Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. Oh, man, wow. It's different, though. When you go to salons, though, I think hairstylists trust each other. Yeah. To do that shit. Yeah. Let me, get a, let me get a wash real quick and shit like that. I'm I'm a little obsessed with hair right now because I just found out I can't get my shit retwisted until the thirtieth. Mm. That's a long time to. Oh, it, you're gonna have about two weeks of struggle then. Woo! Two 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 uh, two weeks of looking like a mixed kid. Woo wee! It's 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 already it's beginning. Mixed it, kid, white mother. You know what I'm saying? Like like like. That's the only thing about this this lock shit is that you're. I'm not used to not washing my hair all the time. It's gonna be puffy at the base. Fam. It's it's about to begin. Like Ooh. it's about to get rough. Like I I can't go out. Like you can't you can't go out. You can't get no pussy. Wow. 
you just got to be on sleep until the 30th, which is fine because it's Halloween weekend and I've already purchased my costume. There I, I, I ask what it is. Bane. Oh, okay. Bane. Okay. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. I've already. Mm, hey, which Bane? We talking about Tom Hardy Bane? Okay. Okay. That, oh, that's gonna, oh, it's gonna be hard. Okay. I might get the coat, the, the, but just for just to have that motherfucker. That was a nice coat. Are you going somewhere for Halloween? Probably. Okay. Probably. There's I, a couple. I have a couple of options in a, in advance, but there's gonna be a bunch of like bring your costume, get in free type shit. Yeah, I, I, I feel like since this is going to be the first, I guess, true post-pandemic Halloween, it's going to be extra slutty. That's what I'm counting on. I figured as much. That is what I'm counting on. I figured as much. Boy, all it's going to be sexy everything, nigga. It's gonna, niggas gonna, I'm telling you, niggas is going to show up. This shit is going to show up in just a just a short skirt and just anything. Just well, What are you, sexy babysitter? Get over it. I'm telling you, man, and, and, and I've been gearing up because I watched the most recent Halloween. No, it, well, it's out now, but uh, Halloween Kills is out, but I watched the one before that. Mm. Michael Myers better watch his ass, fam. Jamie Lee Curtis is sick of this shit. You push a white woman too far. Let me tell you something. At some point. Fam, first of all, Michael Myers just don't give a fuck no more. This motherfucker, just, I, this motherfucker casually walked in a bitch house. Did he ever? I mean, it's it's through the roof now, fam. Like he just casually walked in a bitch house right behind. I gotta show you that clip. Just walk right up. Just walk right up behind her while she was locking the doors, and 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 about to didn't even wait for her to pull the blinds down. He don't give a fuck. So basically, Halloween Kills is going to be Jamie Lee Curtis as like the Karen version of herself. No, Jamie Lee Curtis is on point. Jamie uh, Lee Curtis has been warning motherfuckers about this nigga for forty years. That's what I'm saying, man. Like they they've kind of soft rebooted it to where like her daughter, her grown daughter didn't believe her, and her her granddaughter didn't believe her, and her grown daughter is really the Karen. So this is going to be after she's already gone to the manager. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. She's gone to the manager. The manager ain't doing shit, so she's about to do it herself. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, yeah, and then they're gonna, it's going to be Halloween Kills, and then I think next year they're doing Halloween Lives. <sighs> Sorry, Tim. They need to, <laughs> they need to <laughs> just get it over with, man. Just, just fuck this man up. I Man, uh, okay, okay. Uh, song of the week, I guess. Um, so, well, no, I'll tell that story after the song. Um, I am sticking to my premise of only playing music that I know will be effective when women are coming to the function. Well, technically, I, I know, I know, I'll tell them afterwards. Mac Ayers. Mac Ayers is very uh, is very underappreciated. He's put out some good music. I think I played it once before on this podcast. But uh, this song is called Get Away. Very smooth. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good show, man. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
that was Getaway by Mac Ayers. Some smooth shit, man. Shit was hard. I, I, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's it right there. So week three, married the first sight joint. <laughs> so we had to, we actually made a, we had to make an on-site decision because I wasn't. So the first song that was, that almost got played, I wasn't going. I didn't present it as a candidate for song of the week. I just needed Randall to know that this shit existed. Those of you local who know, Beat King. Drop some new shit with two chains and Juicy J. Mm. So they put their planetary rings together to make the ultimate oh, stripper nice. music. Oh, I thought they would make some good Christian music. <laughs> this is like the ultimate stripper song. Mm-hmm. Stripper fight music. That is Beat King's genre, yep. basically. Strippers that might fight on stage. <laughs> the song is literally called Shake That Ass Bitch. Yeah, lyrically one of the strongest stripper songs I have ever heard um, in the past fifteen years. It's um, this is including especially like this includes like pussy popping. Yeah, it's on that level. It's it's up there with like pussy popping. There was that there was that whole like this is this is a uh, this is a, a resurgence of BET Uncut basically. Um, a, 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 a stripper renaissance, if you will. Well, I guess Beat King said if they can do it with WAP, we can just go back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much Juicy J got some strong lyrics. Mm. Juicy J wanted y'all to know this is how I won my this is how I won that Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Well, I don't know. This is how he won it. Well, there were a lot more factors in him winning that Grammy, but two chains did say the main baby hairs. Your wig just put your edges back. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, that is disrespectful. Let's see what's going on this week. Um, oh, last night was the Wilder Fury match, part three. The trilogy ends here. All roads lead to this. Trilogy was over a while ago. They just didn't know. Uh, So I'm going to be, I see I'm going to be the soft-hearted person about this. I've been following Deontay Wilder for a minute, and I really, I'm really in his corner. Even now, I'm really in his corner. I've been watching him train. I've been watching videos of him train because I follow his uh, his trainer Malik Scott, um, who's very insightful about boxing and who's who has learned himself from just some of some of the legends as far as uh, coaches go. Um, and Malik Scott is kind of the future as far as uh, training and coaching. And I have to say, going into this, Deontay Wilder. From that last fight to this one, looks like a whole new nigga. Agreed. I mean, look like a whole new nigga in size. Look like a whole new nigga in technique. This motherfucker came to play. He came to play ball. He came to work. Um, he earned that 
bomb squad shit. Unfortunately, he was beat by a better boxer. Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury in this case was the superior boxer. A better technical boxer. Agreed. Because the problem going into this was that Wilder Wilder's nat style is naturally aggressive. And Malik Scott trained him in a way that improved upon an already aggressive style. Right. And you can see that from literally the first few seconds of the match. He ran in. He ran in to come get this motherfucker. Yeah. And he did. He did that. He as far as I'm concerned, he took that first round. Yeah. He was busting Fury's ass. And he it was all like you will see that the punches landed are far less than Tyson Fury's. But like if like if Fury had a hundred and Wilder had had fifty, all fifty of them bitches hurt. The downside of it though is in the long run, if it, it would he, he would have had no choice but to knock Tyson Fury out. Because if they right. ever go to the cards, that disparity is going to be noted. The first, the first half. Well, that disparity was no, that disparity was definitely noted. Also, the first half looked a lot different from the second half. Oh yeah. Well, I, I thought it was. I thought it was over in round four, and somehow they both crawled their way to that finish. It was. It was. A, it was definitely a slugfest. This though. shit looked like Creed three. <laughs> Fam, like those Creed and Rocky movies where it's just a, a war of attrition and it's just who's going to fall down from exhaustion first. Yeah. Like in the first Rocky movie where both the motherfuckers fell down, I was convinced it was going to end like that because they were both clearly exhausted by like round four, yeah. round five. But I will say to his credit, Wilder stepped up in stamina. Mm-hmm. Because he made Fury earn it. Because Fury hadn't, Fury didn't train to go that long against no. him. He didn't. And Fury went down three times that match. Fury, Wilder put him down three times, and three good times too. Like, I am not envious. They say yeah. they say the power in, in in Wilder's in Wilder's punches increased. From the last time by like five percent. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot to somebody who could already obliterate you. Yeah, he hit Tyson Fury on the top of his head, and you can see the ripples like yep. in his back. That's how hard he hit the dude. Show sure did. That was, and uh, that was war. That fight, I can't even call that a fight. That was war. And Wilder gets all my respect, all my respect for lasting as long as he did. Um. Because he, like I say, Fury didn't. You can't just say Fury whooped his ass. No, not at all. That was a fight. That was a good fight where it, both people earned their stature. They were at the point where it was about whoever goes down next is down. Is down and out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. correct. Correct. They were both clearly exhausted. You yeah. can see in like the tenth round. Yeah, both of them are just just struggling to stay up. And it, you have to commend Fury for remaining consistent in punches thrown and landed. Yeah. I have to give him that. He also did a good job of using his weight to lean on uh, Deontay and, and, and wear him out. Correct. You know, he did a lot of things that were smart, um, especially for a person built like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I will say, at first glance, if you didn't know anything about Tyson Fury, you would think this motherfucker was going down quick. Hence, my first time ever seeing him was his first fight against Deontay Wilder because I don't really follow boxing like that. Right. And I was like, oh, man, this black dude is about to destroy this this, this milkshake-shaped dude, man. But then you realize that when they start announcing their size, uh, uh, Tyson Fury is like 6'7". Tyson Fury is 6'9", Deontay is 6'7". Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Fury is like 6'9". That's a lot of reach. Shaped like a to-go cup. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I, this dude I, is an actual boxer. That to-go cup would be busting my ass. <laughs> Fam. And so my thing, and a lot of people, oh, oh, Wilder's career is on the line, and Wilder's washed, and this, that, and the third. That is a bunch of bullshit. I want us to stop that. I want us to stop that. He got beat by an undefeated boxer. He got beaten by an undefeated boxer after beating literally everyone else in heavyweight boxing. Yeah. Like, he's so now he's 41 and 2, nigga. Like, that's up there with Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Like, that's, I hate that. And I hate that we're such a, that, that, we're such a hype train about this shit now to where when you do one, when you fail at something, you're over. You're washed. When you fail at one aspect of a thing that you are clearly an expert in, you're over. Well, I just, I just hope that it's not transformative in the way that it was for like Roy Jones when he went down and, and Tyson when he went yeah. down. I just hope it's not transformative like that. And it starts getting in your head yeah. every other match. I, I think if it was going to get in his head, it would have gotten his head two, two, match, uh, two fights ago, like two Fury fights ago. We'll see. Especially so, after the last one. Sometimes boxers don't know they're down until they're getting up. Like so. he can't, like after, if, if, if the second match of the trilogy didn't get in his head, nothing will. Well, he had all the excuses in the world for that second one. Well, yeah, that too. My armor was 100 pounds, and you know I didn't train right and whatever, blah, blah, blah. In this one, you came ready. Yeah. I, if, I don't want to hear shit from people telling me, telling me I'm a failure, that I'm washed. Yeah. If I lost at my best. Right. I lost at my best, and, I, and he, had to, he had to fight tooth and nail for this win. Yeah. He had to wake the fuck up because I know he I know he did because his people told him after that first match. I mean, after that first round, they went to their corners and his people started saying, see, see, he's nothing to be scared of. It's just the same shit as last time. Yep. And it was not the same shit as last time. (laughs) And Wilder went to busting his ass and he fell down three times. He heard that count three times. And got back up. And that shows resilience on Fury's part. And I don't want to downplay him because he's the white boy. I did want him to go down because of his entrance. This motherfucker came out. This motherfucker had a Persian dancer. Followed by Spartan warriors marching. To him, dressed like a Roman officer. Who then put on a trucker cap and ACDC started playing. This is the most confused white shit I've ever seen in my life. I was more offended by the fact that he decided to do a whole song at the end of it to send people home. Like, bro, cut his mic off. Please. Please. Cut his mic off. Stop playing AC. Look, the only person person in pop culture who gets to 
keep getting away with playing ACDC as Iron Man. That's it. That's because the kids don't know who that shit is. I'm just saying. Anyway, I salute Deontay Wilder. Just anybody who keeps getting up, anybody that, for me, that is more of an inspiration to me than if he had won. Because he because I I just I see the kind of nigga he is. He'll be back to this day. To this day, they made a whole song out of that shit. And he and he walked into that shit and kind of jammed. Um, I yeah. So that nigga gets all my respect. Um, I bomb is whatever it is. He's bomb squad. I'm I'm with that. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Malik King Scott, who. <laughs> To this day, to this day, has one of my favorite sayings of all time written on a trucker cap that he very routinely walks around with. If you heard anything bad about me, believe that shit and leave me the fuck alone. Mm. Live by that shit. I love it. (laughs) Believe that shit and leave me the fuck alone. I love it. Let me get back to what I'm doing. Um... What else we got uh, on the rundown? So this was not on the rundown, um, but I, I wanted to point this out because I feel like this is a price goes up moment. Uh, did you hear about the photographer um, who was uh, shooting a wedding and the people the the people getting married told him he couldn't eat. Like they told him that he couldn't, that he was he was hungry. You know, weddings and all that should be long, and he couldn't have a little bit of he couldn't have a little bit of food. He couldn't sit down. They didn't even have a special place, a a table for the photographer, and they wouldn't let him sit down and eat and take a break to eat for like twenty minutes. And they told him if you take a break to eat, then you just ain't getting paid. And he was and he was only getting paid like two hundred fifty dollars. So he not only bounced, but deleted all that shit off his off his card. Yes, I read that. Deleted all that shit. And as a person who has been a wedding photographer several times, this may be an unpopular opinion. The photographer fucked up. Let me tell you why. I'm interested. I'm interested. I want. I want to hear this. Let me tell you why. When okay. Apparently it was a homeboy favor or something, $250 or whatever. Mistake number one. Don't do homeboy. For for weddings, for weddings, do not do homeboy hookups. Keep that shit business. If you're a homeboy, attend a wedding, not as a photographer. Right. And, and, and I'm just, if anybody out there is considering it, you're better off handing the job to somebody else and just attending the wedding as a guest. Okay. Don't do the homeboy shit. Because okay. it, people cannot separate business from friendship at a wedding. Also, for many people, their wedding is, most, is, is one of the most important days of their lives. And right. a lot of them have it planned out to the T. They have, they have every meal planned out in terms of number of people they get to eat. And every wedding that I've done, when I've agreed to do the wedding... A part of the conversation has been, what about, what, about, what about meals? What about eating? You have to do that because a lot of these weddings, you can be there for a full 
Eight hours. You could be there for a full day. You could be there from setup until the reception is over. You need to have a conversation about. So it's know, what you negotiate. I, uh, yes, 100%. Understandable. Understandable. 100%. And the other reason why it may have been tricky for that person, for that photographer to get something to eat is everything is planned out almost to the minute for weddings. So there is usually a specific time where you as a photographer know you can take a break, get a quick bite, and get back out there. Regardless of how much you're being paid, you're on the clock. Now, even at eight-hour jobs, you get, you get like, you get you, some you kind get of break. get a 20, 30-minute lunch, fam. Like, but wedding, even if I have to door dash my shit and just go over in the corner and, and eat that yeah. shit and get back at it. Weddings don't work like that. With, with weddings, you have to, want, that's why I've always asked for a, a, a detailed rundown of everything that's happening. And I'll usually tell the wedding planner, okay, see this break right here? I'm going to be at that table over there. Catching a bite. Just letting you know. And then I'll be right back on it. And every single wedding that I've done, I've been able to get away with it. So if that photographer had not planned that out ahead of time, chances are, A, they had not allotted food for that photographer. And B, it probably came at a time where they had other shit that the photographer needed to shoot. Now, depending on Maybe. how. Depend, probably. But depending on how that wedding planner, that wedding planner may have, you know, said it to them in a fucked up way. I've, you know, it, it is what it is. Now, mistake number two was if they didn't get paid ahead of time, that's on them. So, um, if they did not get paid ahead of time and they went through all that, that's on them. I I always I've always gotten paid before y'all before y'all get into everything and y'all forget that I'm there and forget what's what's necessary. Go ahead and run me my money. I will be, you know, I'll be shooting photos. You'll have them photos at the agreed upon time. Now, it, it, I'm going to go because I'm going to go another way. Yeah, it, 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 if they, if they deleted the photos after being paid for, so I'm, I'm assuming they didn't get paid if they couldn't deleted have. the photos. No, couldn't. And have. then you know that it, it's still kind of high, but you know it is what it is. I think whatever it was, it was just bad business all around and miscommunication on, on both sides. But having, but as, but having said that, mm-hmm. having said that, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say this is a matter of like, this is also a matter of a reflection of how. Because everything you said, everything you said is right. But it's also reflective of how you have to be in this business because of how people just kind of naturally treat the gig economy. Mm-hmm. And the way people treat the gig economy, I ain't never, well, I've never actually been to a wedding. Um, You've never been to a wedding? No, I've never been to a wedding. Oh, wow. Um, I, well, no. The only wedding, well, I went to the reception afterwards. I, we, me and my homeboys got lost finding the place and end up making it just to the reception, which made us look like we were just showing up for the food. I mean, we obviously weren't. I mean, I, I mean, we I, got, we definitely got some food, so done, I can't, before, I can't act like that, but you know, so I went to that, 
But you know, even then, my well, yeah, the 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 groom was like, "Hey, fam, what's up, fam? Like, y- y- y'all go y'all gonna leave me hanging? It's a lot of single bridesmaids here. We're tired. <laughs> we we spent out we spent an hour or two trying to find this motherfucker." We came here. We got we got fed. We we took pictures with we took pictures with the homegirl, and we were out. Yeah. So anyway, as I've never been to an actual wedding ceremony, but I do feel like this is somewhat reflective of how the gig economy is treating. I've never I've never known a married couple that would be okay with their photographer not eating. That wouldn't insist on the photographer eating something. It's not. It's usually up to the wedding planner. And fair enough. And and it's it, again. It's another reason why I say. If 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 I and, and first of all, I've 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 retired from doing weddings because that shit is a lot of work. But that's why I also say that line between friendship and working mm-hmm. should not be blurred. If because yeah. usually if you're a friend. You're speaking directly to the bride and groom, and and again, in all fairness, they got a lot of shit going on that day, and they don't have time to consider whether or to not to address eating. that. That's that's all in the wedding planner. Whereas if I'm there on a strictly business relationship, I'm talking to that wedding planner, and I'm making sure I'm communicating directly to them, so that the bride and groom don't have to be bothered with anything, and I'm making sure I'm getting my food. You know what I'm saying? And my money. My fucking money, bro. Um, now, speaking as a petty nigga, they wouldn't have had no. They they wouldn't have had any pictures. Like, they wouldn't. Have, I I wouldn't. Have, I probably wouldn't have deleted them per se because I'm I'm a I'm a hoarder. Like 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 flat like uh flash drive wise. Mm-hmm. I am a hoarder and I, I kind of like that's my documentation of all of all things and even, worst case scenario that's some shit I could practice with that that I could practice from Photoshop and Lightroom with and all this shit. Uh so it would be there for posterity purposes. I've I've definitely held on the photos until I've gotten, you know, the rest of the agreed right. upon money. I, I having said that, this motherfucker's my kind of petty. This motherfucker's my kind of petty. Just they, fuck it. Don't have no photos then. They shouldn't be a photographer. Don't have no. Don't have no photos. They didn't handle their business. I'm, I'm pretty. I, I I have not read into this situation fully, but I would be willing to bet that they are a hobbyist. Yeah, they shouldn't be doing wed- weddings. Are the worst thing to do if you if you do photography. Which is where which is where where I think the two fifty came in. Yeah. Because they didn't, they weren't pricing themselves accurately, Mm-mm. and they knew they didn't know how to price themselves accurately. Fine, two fifty is fine. I, that's what it sounds like. I don't. I've not read fully into this situation. If I were, if I were willing to guess, no active pay getting paid photographer would be doing a two hundred fifty dollar wedding. He's a hobbyist who takes really good pictures. Probably, I imagine that's what the case is. Yeah. Um, which you you have to know how to market yourself, uh, and you know that's why the price should always be going up. So I appreciate as someone who records podcasts, 
I am appreciative that the people that have gotten at me lately have appreciated getting in on the ground floor before the price goes up. Because mm. it's coming. I mean, the price can go up with them, too. I couldn't. Tr- they don't want to hear me say that. They, they weren't ready for that. I was, like, I was trying to save their life. Um, but the you know hearing, but the, yeah, getting in on that ground floor on that ground floor before the price go up, you know, get 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 grandfathered in. Don't you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I understand. Yes, he, I, I both sides. I get like he should have marketed himself a little better. These are things that should be worked out contractually that not everybody thinks about in terms of business. Uh, which is why you, you have to go into some things with a business mind, mm-hmm. um, uh, accounting for every little thing. My first gig recording a podcast for someone was almost a test run of shit that I have to remember to bring next time. Yeah, even though I feel like I was still worth every penny, and I nig- and I nigger rigged that shit to a point where the shit sounded good. <laughs> uh. You know, I, so I understand, and because part of the price going up is part of is it, 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 uh, is attributed to you being on point and being ready, yep, for any situation, and that only comes with experience. I don't know how many how many gigs this motherfucker's done, but the first thing I looked at was this is how the gig economy is treated, and you have to be ready for that too. So you know, um. Sorry you guys didn't get your pictures. Not really, but sucks for y'all. Um How are we not how have we not discussed Dr. Umar fighting Mike Tyson? Cause I didn't hear about that until today. Fam, this is the greatest shit. This, this is something opinions while black at if it, we 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 wish we could be sponsoring this shit. Yes. This is this is the kind of shit we want to have our name on like brought to you by opinions while black podcast that would sound so good coming out of well maybe not madison square garden coming out of like the black box theater yeah i I, I don't care they could you know it could be the apollo they can they can do this wherever mcgregor park like like, i I wish I knew. I wish I knew Mike Tyson personally because I would be like, "Man, you got to take this fight. Fam. You got to do this, Mike. You got to do it for the culture at least." Just, we need you, fam. We need you just to close, just to close one of them lips up. Just <laughs> so for those of you that are wondering, Doctor Umar Johnson um, was mentioned on Mike Tyson's podcast. Uh, he had Freddie Gibbs on. Freddie Gibbs is a Freddie Gibbs is a nigga nigga. That's why I like him. And Mike Tyson had no idea who Dr. Umar is. And for good reason. And, and nor should he. And <clears throat> he was brought up in casual conversation. And Mike Tyson was like, who's Dr. Umar? And he was like, uh, oh, he's just this guy who, uh, who hates white people. And you should have him on the podcast. He was like, well, I don't know if I can fuck with him. If he, if he got hate in his heart, that's not really my shit. Like, if he just... I, you know, it's, you can be against somebody. And this is, again, no idea who this guy is. Yeah. I don't know, man. If you would, if you just hate, if you just have hate in your heart like that, that's not really something that I, I can fuck with. That's not really cool. And he goes, 
Well, I mean, you know, he just has he's a scholar that has, you know, good ideas on interracial dating. He's like, what about? It? He's like he hates interracial dating. He's like, okay. Well, who is he to have that opinion? Mm. Who qualified him to feel like that? And Freddie Gibbs is going. I don't know. He he a doctor, motherfucker. I don't know. Like <laughs> it, it really was the it really was the embodiment of trying to talk to Doctor Umar stands about Doctor Umar. Yeah, because they just kind of they just kind of know he talks a good game. If you've never heard a good game before, um, and he he uses a lot of big words and he says Frederick Douglass all the time. Yeah, and he was like, well, you know, he has a lot of good ideas about uh business and he was like he has a lot of good ideas about um black people creating wealth and mike tyson was like is he wealthy so is he wealthy <laughs> there was no answer for there Freddie. was no answer from Freddie gibbs <laughs> correct and uh dr umar was not pleased he called it a coonish interview um first of all Ooh. umar has a real long sorted history of calling people coons that could beat his ass. Freddie Gibbs could fuck him up, fam. I'm convinced of I don't know I don't know who that was he got into a beef with recently in the last year or so. Freddie Gibbs will whoop your ass, fam. With a menthol in his mouth. Umar need to chill. This nigga got on his platform shadow boxing, talking about he need Bernard Hopkins to train him. Or Floyd Mayweather to train him to box Tyson. And then talk shit about Tyson's height. Sure did. I got a height advantage. He'll never be 6'2". Man. I refuse to believe Umar is 6'2". I refuse. Hey, he might be. I refuse. But. Like the like like horizontally. It's true. You know, we. Like in circumference. We might. We might have to. See what needs to be done to like hype that up more than it needs to be done. I agree. There are not enough people advocating for this fight to happen in real life. If you know what, because if anybody needs to get their ass busted, is Umar. Right. How is this not the next thriller fight night? How do, how do we not have an entire series of where we just have Mike Tyson boxing people for the culture? He wouldn't know the difference. Jason Whitlock would be next. Jason, man, Jason, I, I I saw him in the news recently. I don't remember what for, but if he don't sit his ass down, I mean, he is sitting his ass down. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> you know, um, he needs to stand his ass up. It's a problem. I honestly, I want Doctor Umar to come on Mike Tyson's podcast because Mike Tyson isn't really up for debate, right? He's not a debate, dude, right? Mike Tyson is really for listening to where you're coming from and expounding on what it is you're talking about. And in this case, it would be a lot of Umar sounding stupid. I have a feeling Umar would have a completely different energy in front of Mike Tyson. He has. Yeah. He has. <laughs> he shut the fuck up just like anybody else would. Yeah. Mike Tyson could beat my ass today. Mike Tyson's like almost, I think he's 60 years old probably. Yeah. He beat my ass today, right now. I don't have to question that at all. Yeah. I, too, am over 6'2". I have no interest in challenging Mike Tyson mm -hmm. to a fight. To Fuck anything. that. Nope. Um, 
what else is on here? Oh, I did want to highlight two things. Two things I wanted to go into. One, Max Kellerman, since he's been, I only bring this up since uh, he was announcing for the Fury Wilder joint. ESPN's first take ratings have gone down since Max Kellerman left, and Stephen A. Smith is pissed about it. Oh, oh, he is pissed. He is pissed that y'all think he hates Max. You've kind of you you were very honest about wanting him to fuck out of there because yep. he's smarter than you. This just and this is another testament to ESPN being a trash organization in reflection of the existing trash uh culture of sports um sage it's going down it's always some bullshit didn't sage Steele say some stupid shit yes um oh man it was, i didn't even know she was still she said on something ESPN. really stupid hold on sage Steele was saying some wild shit A horse face ass <laughs> i you know they like esp is really showing its cards and Stephen A. Smith is all saltine crackers about uh Max about the nobody watching since Max left. I I ain't watch either. I watch that forehead for forty five minutes. Yeah, they pulled that punk ass off of a uh, sports center for the for the rest of the week. Uh, what was it that she said, man? She always saying some goofy shit. And ain't gonna get fired for it. And ain't gonna get fired for it because they low on uh, they low on them those women announcers. Uh, she can be replaced. They they got a bunch of young light and curlies that can replace her in, at at a moment. Well, that's true. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. She she wanted to know why Barack Obama chose to identify as black. Since he's biracial, why did he choose his father? Why did he choose his father's race? Especially when his father was absent. Sage said that? Sage, horse mouth ass, Bojack Horseman Steel <laughs> said that shit. <laughs> like, again. She, she also had shit to say about the, 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 the company's max, uh, ESPN's vaccine mandate. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. She's fully on the Stacey Dash right now. You know what I'm saying? I hope Stacey Dash don't get to looking like that. I'd cry. Stacey Dash started looking like that. Well, Stacey Dash already kind of looks bad. Oh, yeah. She already started looking like she was melting. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but Sage still will be back on there. She'll probably... Say some little half-ass apology, but yeah, they always do. Because again, I I can't I can't stress this enough. ESPN is only as trash as the sports industry is, and the sports industry is hella trash. And all of that is going to rub off, just like Fox News is only as trash as the right wing on the Beltway. And that's why it, that's why between Fox News and the and the White House, when Republicans are up there, it's a revolving door. Yep. Don't worry. That first that first uh, um, 
a press, the White House press guy, the motherfucker who's hiding in the bushes, Sean Spicer. We'll see him. We'll see him soon. We'll see him. They need a Drew Carey. He is basically their Drew Carey. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to tackle real quick. Um, not a whole hell of a lot to talk about this week. Um, Rory and Maul, I've been keeping up with their podcast and I'm impressed. My issue. So they've recently announced that they're going on, they're doing a small kind of test run tour. They're doing like two or three cities or something. Um, which is pretty good for COVID. Like I know everybody's just kind of putting their toe in the water. Like horrible decisions only doing like three or four cities right now. And this has kind of become their full-time gig. And there's only, like, there was only, I only had a handful. Well, so, Roy and Maul going on tour, I think it's like DC, no, it's LA and probably like Atlanta. And Roy was on Twitter last night, and Rory was like, Hey, are, who are who are the popping local, up and coming podcasters, uh, in your city? We might want them to open for us, so tag them. I thought that was so dope. I thought that was so dope because podcasting is new, podcast relatively new in the mainstream arena, mm-hmm. and as podcasting is relatively new in the mainstream arena, um. It occurs to me that when you get on, how does one look back? Jada got on, a a friend of mine got on with Jada and the Locks and did not look back for a long time. So she was not aware of a lot of things that were coming out. She was just happy in the back listening to Kiss kiss the Game Goodbye. Mm -hmm. And for me... It seems as though it only makes sense that if you're coming to someone's city, you find somebody in that city to put on. It, it's very similar to what it was like uh, with rap back in the day, and probably they probably still did the same thing. Um, one thing that me and my group greatly benefited from was opening for um, national acts when they came through, and you know it helped it helped us increase our profile. It helped us network with them, and it. it it put us on a number of platforms that we were not able to get on okay. before. So if, if Rory and Maul are doing this, I, I think that is a, a very good idea, especially for podcasts that could use more exposure. I, and I like that. And I, that, and that needs to be the vibes. Like, because podcasting is like, it's new. It's new in the mainstream arena, but the corporations have already latched onto it. Mm-hmm. So, and they're already kind of diluting the waters of what the bag represents when they've got celebrities who already have a following, who already have notoriety getting on. Yep. So you have to do something to kind of keep the scales balanced and be like, who's popping out there that doesn't have a deal? This could be their moment. Even horrible decisions. I think that I don't know if they're opening for 85 South or 85 South is opening for them since they're all in the Black Effect family. I'm sure part of that is contractual, so I'm not mad at that. 
Um, because I'm sure they got signed with tours in mind. Probably so. Um, so I that's between them and that's between their lawyers and whoever. But a lot of these kind of dog and pony show podcasts that are putting out good content. You need to be in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I think they need to. Uh, I want you to do 30 or 40 minutes of what you do. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. I mean, I think we could get on there and just do. Uh, do what? Uh, white we, people must be stopped. We could. Top three shut the fuck ups. I was going to say, we could do a 30, 40 minute version of our shit. Yeah. And be on. I, so. Come to Houston if you want to. And we'd have a little competition for that spot. Mm. Uh, I think we got it, though. I think we got it. We Or or they could just watch us. They could challenge us to a podcast versus. <laughs> I still haven't quite figured out what the fuck a podcast versus I, is. I got to call uh, Humvee from the truck cast. He has to explain that to me. Him and Peabody did that. And I still don't understand what it is. Um... What else do I have here? Do I have? Uh, did we talk about Dave Chappelle? We did not. We did not. Dave Chappelle, the closer. Um, his supposedly final Netflix special for a while. I don't think Netflix is done with him per se. So if you if you have all at all been paying attention this week. Dave Chappelle did his stand-up, and he got in a little trouble. Well, he got in a lot of trouble with the LGBT community because the stand-up is basically, again, him waging war on the LBT, LBG, LGBT community. Um, I, well, I'll, I'll let Randall get his shit off, actually. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm... I'm So overall, his his special did not move me, but not in the ways that some people may think. I, you know, I think I think Dave can still be funny. I think Dave can still tell a joke. Right. I think he can still set up a joke and knock it down better than pretty much anyone out there today. Um, but watching this special, I found myself becoming bored and sometimes distracted because ninety percent of it was jokes about the LGBTQ community. And and while I didn't hear anything, and, and again, I, I identify as a cis hetero male. Correct. So I, my my opinion only holds so much weight in this. I, I do acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, while I did not find, while I did not take offense to a lot of things that he said, I just found it boring and monotonous that he kept going on about the same shit that he's gone on about for the last two specials. And, it, and and to me, it's a doubling and a tripling down of him trying to fight back against what he perceives as cancel culture. Dude, we get it. We get it. We understand. You, you're trying to compare your plight as a black man with, you know, what the LGBT community does and, and their effectiveness at getting it done. Yes, we get it, Dave. You, you, you feel like that when, when a gay or trans person has something to say, People will bend over backwards to listen to them, but if you know if the baby the baby kills somebody in a Walmart, he gets to walk free. If he kills a black person in Walmart, he gets to walk free. But the minute he says something about a gay person, 
he gets completely canceled. I, we, I think everybody gets what you're saying, Dave. We just don't need to listen to another hour of you trying to prove yourself about it. We fucking get it. Like, he spent an entire summer doing super spreader events just to come up with this hour-long special about the same shit he did last time. Right. All right. Dave, thank you. Please. I, I Go sit down somewhere. I want him to move on. Just move on to some other shit. There's so much. There's so many other things that could benefit from him being timely on them and, for, and could benefit from him addressing them than this. There are so many other things happening than you seemingly just wanting to be in gay people's business. You're starting to sound like the meme everybody has in their head now of bougie. Of boozy, who just anytime somebody's talking about gay shit, he's just sitting. He's he's just sitting there listening to it, frowning. Like my thing is, there's some one. Like I said, there's so many other things you could be addressing. The second the the second problem is, like Randall said, this is the second or third special of this shit. Yeah, I know what's I know what's coming. The great thing about Dave Chappelle is you don't is that on a when when Chappelle is on you don't know what you're gonna get. I was so happy when the, when the pandemic hit and Chappelle started doing like when he did he did that one event where he like handed out masks he did it outside so everybody was socially distanced and he just started getting his shit off about uh, George Floyd. For like 20 minutes. And people were happy to come out and pay tickets for that. And it was it was exciting because it was new. It was Chappelle trying shit. I'm trying shit now. I'm trying shit. Somebody's got to get out there and see if this can work in, in this pandemic era. Because he had enough foresight to realize the pandemic ain't going away overnight. And people still need to be entertained. Somehow. Or... He needed to get that paper. Or he needed to get paid. So there's that too. And for me, this is Dave kind of being the lowest common denominator and just tapping into what he knows people are going to be pissed off about and talking about on social media. He's never given into that. He's never given into that. Do I think Dave is funny? Yes, I still think he's funny. I still think he's funny. I still think that... He's topical. I think that he's timely. I also think that he's wrong. I guess the last thing is colorism. This is upsetting for Randall. <laughs> and I don't blame him. Yeah. So the harder they fall is a West is an all black Western that will be coming to Netflix October this month? Yeah, sometime this month. Um a lot of good art, a lot of good acts in there. Regina King, just off the top of my head, Regina King, Idris Elba, is Courtney B. Vance in there? Uh, Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors, Lakeith, of course, uh, Lakeith got to be in there. Delroy Lindo, Delroy Lindo, everlasting. Yeah, There's a lot of people that I recognize. Yeah, a lot of people that you recognize, whether you watch black movies or black shows, whatever. Zazzy Beats is in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know Zazzy Beats as fine ass Van from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
or fine ass Domino in Deadpool. She is playing the role of someone named Stagecoach Mary, who is a bank robber. After finding this out, someone went on Google to look up in Wikipedia the particulars of her character. Out came a picture of her next to what is a picture somebody dug out of Stagecoach Mary. Mm-hmm. And Stagecoach Mary is all white skin. Well, yeah, Stagecoach Mary looks like, she actually looks like Harriet Tubman, the real one. Looks like Harriet Tubman. Looks like, like Harriet Tubman. Dark skin. Yep. Zazie Beats is light skin. Yes. This set people, this upset people on the internet quite a bit. So now we have to have the colorism in Hollywood talk, but now we have to have an added caveat to the colorism in Hollywood talk, which is why don't y'all start turning these roles down? Which I don't agree with. And, and it, it, 100%. 100%. So, and this is what's annoying to me. So looking, looking at the cast of The Harder They Fall, it is a, it is a, it is a range of people in, in the black diaspora. Correct. They, they cover every, every, every shade of the rainbow. Correct. Now, it's, it's one thing, you know, it's one thing for people to consider something like Scarlett Johansson playing an Asian character as cultural appropriation or Emma Stone doing the same, doing the same thing as cultural appropriation. You have a black woman playing a black woman. Like, what, what, what would make y'all happy? What would make y'all happy? This isn't even Netflix ain't got the money for Viola. Right. This isn't even um um what's her name playing Nina Simone? Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Zoe Saldana playing Nina Simone. This isn't even that, y'all. Like, chill the fuck out. Now, if Zazzy shows up like speaking German in the movie, <laughs> something that's totally outside the character. That's I, a lot. I fully understand, y'all. But be be very happy that this is a black produced star black produce black production starring black people with a major budget on Netflix. Think they're gonna start blaming Jay Z? I mean, he bankrolled the shit. I mean, they they they're gonna be mad. They're gonna be mad. Just people just want to find a reason to be mad about anything, and that's really what it boils down to. Me, if 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 anything, people. Nowadays, especially on the internet, want to look at what they can tear down and not what they can build up. Because, and, and, and not to disrespect the, the legacy of this historical figure, but to my mind, nobody was thinking about this lady until someone went and Googled the name of Zazie Beetz's character. There was no historical, there was no historian running around fighting for accurate representation of Stagecoach Mary. Nope. No one. And it, it, I get it. No one is above criticism, but we have to start looking at what the criti- what the critics are criticizing, who has deemed himself a critic, and where they went to find this shit. I always want to know where people find this shit, or what you, what you were doing, or what you could like. You were doing this instead of what taking out the trash. You were doing this instead of uh, updating your monster.com profile? 
I always wonder that. Like, what else were you? What else could you have been doing? And I bet the person who wrote this doesn't know. And now they're going to spend more time on tweeting about the popularity of a tweet they just tweeted. They'll be all right. There's plenty of other shit to watch on Netflix if you got a problem with Zazzy Beats. Don't watch it. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Watch Squid Game again. My problem with the Netflix shows is I'll get into some shit that ends up being good. But I have to wait to come back to it because I got into it looking for something to watch while I was doing something else. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, this is lit. Oh, I have to pay attention to this? Yeah. I can't pay attention to this. I'll never get anything done. I'll be back to it. I need something I can pass the time with. Never come back. And and never come back. Yeah. I still have to watch the rest of Lupin. Oh, yeah. That shit was hard. You got to watch it. Yeah, I, 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 it takes me a while to get to stuff just because I try to make sure that I finish something before I get to the next one. So I don't do that. Um, This is a good time to take a quick break. Yep. Quick break, stretch our legs. Um, We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in Podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I feel good. Feeling good, feeling great. I feel alive. Feel a great, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? My kidneys feel great. Having said all that, I guess it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Still don't. Um, we had a someone sent me this uh, via Instagram. Uh, I'll go back and get that name, but. Uh, this is from Nashville Public Radio's website. I just assume immediately going in, nothing good happens to black people in Nashville. Uh, not that I know of. I, it couldn't possibly. Like, I didn't even see black people in that show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just really show? show Nashville with the with the chick from uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, nor did I. I just assumed. Was that the one with Hayden Pentinier from yep. Heroes? Okay, did not watch it. I don't assume anything with the cheerleader from Heroes and the cheerleader from, well, she wasn't the cheerleader, but the cheerleader from Friday Night Lights. I don't assume black people are in that. No. Um, even though, very interestingly, she was in both car- incarnations of Friday Night Lights. Ali Larder? No, oh. no. Um, the Oh, oh God. Uh, it honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One, it doesn't it, matter. I was say, um, but uh, Billy Bob Thornton's wife in the movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, according to Nashville Public Radio, the headline here is: Black children were jail- were jailed for a crime that doesn't exist. Almost nothing happened to the adults in charge. Uh, ju- uh, Judge Donna Scott Davenport oversees the juvenile justice system in Rutherford County, Tennessee, with a staggering history of jailing children. Uh, she said kids must face consequences, which rarely seem to apply to her. 
or the other adults in charge. Uh, this is, oh, this is kind of chronicling this. Friday, April 15, 2016, this is a few years ago, three officers, three police officers were crowded into the assistant principal's office at Hobgood Elementary School. I'm already wincing at elementary school. Yep. And Tammy Garrett, the school's principal, had no idea what to do. One officer wearing a tactical vest. What the f- So many red flags. Why do you need tactical gear, full tactical gear at an elementary school? Um, I've learned some shit about police and school shootings lately. I'll get to that one day. Um, one officer wearing a tactical vest was telling her, go get the kids. A second officer was telling her, don't go get the kids. The third officer wasn't saying anything. Garrett knew the police had been sent to arrest some children, although exactly which children it would turn out was unclear to everyone, even these officers. The names police had given the principal included four girls now sitting in classrooms throughout the school. All four girls were black. There was a third grader. No, there was a sixth grader, two fourth graders, and a third grader. The youngest girl was eight. On this sunny Friday afternoon in spring, she wore her hair in pigtails. A few weeks before, a video had appeared on YouTube. It showed two small boys, five and six years old, throwing feeble punches at a larger boy as he walked away, while other kids tagged along, some yelling. The scuffle took place off school grounds after a game of pickup basketball. One kid insulted another kid's mother, which is what started it all, which it usually will. I've... I remember the fight I got into when I said when I told the nigga he wasn't half the man his mama was. Um, I'm sorry, little transphobic. I was a third grader. Forgive me. Hey man, it's allowed. Um, the police were at Hobgood because of that video, but they hadn't come for the boys who threw the punches. They were here looking for the children who looked on. The police in Murfreesboro. A, gre- a fast-growing city about 30 miles southeast of Nashville. See, this is another this is another city where I just assume nothing good happens for black people. Murfreesboro? No. Yeah. Uh, had secured juvenile petitions for 10 children in all, in all who were accused of failing to stop the fight. Officers were now rounding up kids even though the department couldn't identify a single one in the video, which was posted with a filter that made faces fuzzy. What was clear were the voices, including one girl trying to break up the fight saying, Stop, Tay. Tay, stop. Stop, Tay, Tay. Stop, Tay, Tay. She was a fourth grader at Hobgood. Her initials were EJ. The confusion at Hobgood, one officer saying this, another officer saying that, could be traced in part to absence. The police officer regularly assigned to Hobgood, who knew the students and staff, had bailed that morning, learning about the planned arrest. The thought of arresting these children caused him such stress that he feared he might cry in front of them or have a heart attack. He wanted nothing to do with it, so he complained of chest pains and went home with no warning to fill to to his fill in about what was in store. I can stop but, here. Yeah, I was going to say. In, in I can short, stop here. Actually, in short, it, it's it's all fucked up because. A group of elementary school kids were arrested for watching other kids fight. For watching violence. And that's, that's basically what it boils down to. And this, this bitch-ass judge um, wanted to make an example of these children as she had done other black children in the county by arresting them and detaining them 
as an example of, of well, th- that's her trying to modify their behavior. And again, arresting children for watching other children fight. And the police officer who probably knew all these kids, who knew all these kids' parents, yep, who probably knew the whole situation, or at least more context to the situation, yep, punked out. Yeah, he bitched up. He bitched up and went home sick. Now there was a class action lawsuit that was paid out eventually, and there was a separate uh, class action lawsuit about the county's filter system itself. Like this, this judge, as, as he said at the beginning, this judge is basically the, the judge jury and executioner of, of what happens with juveniles in the juvenile system. So she created a program where basically um, by bending the law, they can arrest elementary age children just to make an example of them and, and fucking up their entire lives because she's a racist. I almost said something to that. I'll just say, see you next Tuesday. Man, fuck her. Like, like, this is that bullshit. And these are these judges, and these are these people that need to make a name, that need to get reelected, whatever it is. These are these people that need to make a name for themselves on easy, unsuspecting people. That need to make a name for themselves, and they can't make a name for themselves doing their job. So they have to. So they have to go to something that they think is a tro- a throwaway, like children. Because nobody, because people don't give a fuck about children, in 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 this society. We do when it's time to judge people. We never give a fu- we never give a fuck about children when it's actually time to give a fuck about them or invest in their well being. We never give a fuck about children. We only give a fuck about children when it's time to judge Lizzo. What about children? Children, or when it's time to judge Lil Nas X. What about the children? The children are going to be listening to this. The children are going to be looking at Lizzo's ass. The children are going to be watching Lil Nas X suck a man's dick. Whatever. You got a bitch out here detaining elementary age children. For watching a fight. For literally not committing any crimes. For literally not doing the violence that they were watching. And they didn't break it up. Now all now they have to now they're gonna have to have a class where all the kids have to be taught how to make a citizen's arrest. Fuck off. What the fuck is wrong with y'all, Trash man? Ass bitch. Man, the f- man, th- this This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh, man, what the fuck, bro? I it, I'm about to get mad. Send your racist stories. Send your real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Any questions you have for myself, D. Randall, or anyone you've ever heard on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Or you can log on to opinionswildblack.com where you can find us on social media. Um, You can find new ways to listen to us, new venues to listen to us, ways to donate to making this a better podcast, and also ways to buy Merch, new fall 21 merch is out. Uh, new designs will be out later this month. Let's go. 
Um, we will be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. This is by far Houston's most savage podcast. <laughs> Pour up. I just say that because anybody gonna challenge us? <sighs> anybody gonna challenge us to it? I'm not gonna dare them, but I, they're not gonna challenge us. So yeah, Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. So help me God. Y'all should not have let me get my second win. Uh-oh. I, I got up a little earlier uh, to fix breakfast. Uh, shout out to everybody that's in my inbox um, about, about my little breakfast confections that I cook on the weekends. I don't get to. I, think about going back to work is I don't get to cook every day. And I don't get to eat, and I don't really eat breakfast in the morning outside of like a, a glass of orange juice and like a like a piece of toast and a donut or something. Mm. Uh, so sad. Usually Saturdays, I, I show out a little bit, and I have to say, I guess men cooking is the new thirst trap. That's what I've been yeah. told because women do. Oh, so you're thirst trapping. I was like, oh. no, I was like, no, that I'm, I'm changing. I, hashtag niggas cook too. The point of that was to change the narrative of what niggas don't do. So I'm gonna say, if 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 that's all it takes, <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't gotta show no leg or nothing. You just you no, just I, you just show them a croissant. Fam. <laughs> Like, oh, so you show it out, and then you wonder why we're in your DMs. I'm like, fam, I, and I, oh, yeah? it literally just trying to change the narrative. It's like that because the narrative is that niggas don't cook, and then niggas, I was looking for a woman to do some shit. I can cook for myself. DMs out here just popping like that, huh? Not popping. I wouldn't say popping. Mm-hmm. I got inquiries, and most of the inquiries. Let me find out. And most of the inquiries were like it was like niggas do, and that's how I know it's the new thirst trap because it was because it was like niggas do. They always go, "Oh, without me, mm. you know, niggas always do that." Mm-hmm. Oh man, I just got home, just got home, just got a shower. Without me, the bathtub literally only fits one person. So, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, just sitting here in bed without me. All that bullshit. And they flipped it. Arrows and everybody's like, okay, I'm on the way over. No, you're not. I only I only made three. I the breakfast those breakfast croissants were delicious. I only made three, and I only made them as an experiment um to see if I could meal prep some breakfast. But I don't think it's gonna have the same you could, but I don't think it's gonna have those are gonna have the same energy. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, not fresh. fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And they're real they were real like they were croissants. You can't you can't freeze croissants and then microwave them and they have the same yeah. No, I can't do that. Um but thank you everybody that that liked those and liked the look of those. So they're they're delicious. 
Um, should add a little salsa, but whatever. Um, oh, it's time for your listener letters. Uh, we get to actually hear from you people. Uh, this is from Terry Crawford via Instagram. She asks, what business or organization would you start in black communities if you had unlimited resources? Mm. Ooh. Nigga. Mm. I, pff, nigga, I'd be a fucking conglomerate in Houston. Don't, 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 don't give me unlimited resources. Unlimited resources. Let me see. I mean, do I, if you have unlimited resources and you're listening to this podcast, give them to us. But I'm just saying, I would be a CEO and an entrepreneur. Shit. <laughs> 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 uh, no, um, I, I would, I would, I would build something that's that's sustaining. I would like if we're talking about actual unlimited resources. Mm-hmm. I would, I would. Build a whole new community from the inside out, made of sustainable resources from from food to um, some type of supply chain to finance and all those things. It would it would basically be a self sustaining Black Wall Street, so to speak. Correct. Right. Like just right. building an entire ecosystem um, and economy from the ground up. Um, if that's too bold, I would just start. I would start with. Uh, I would start with farming. I would start with creating a, a food chain that is sustainable and healthy. Um, living in Sunnyside, there are people who can go for days and weeks without eating a single vegetable, and that's pretty bad. Fuck. If you only ate what was commercially available around here, you would You'd not You would not see anything green on your plate ever. You'd be fucked, and that's and to me that is the. That is the foundation of all the ills in in my neighborhood, at least. So I would start with that. Uh, but my ultimate goal would be to build an entire ecosystem and economy that is self-sustaining and it's to the benefit of the people that live here. So that's a great answer. Um, my answer comes in two parts. It's not far from that. Um, except... I think my I think in my uh, in my head I would make I would create a a community for us that is you know like like in Black Panther they have like vibranium is the center of their whole society basically mm-hmm. it's in their clothes it's it's in everything I would put us in a position to where we are a central hub for something. And what I mean by that, like you have a lot of these kind of throwaway entrepreneurs that will get into, oh, I've got, oh, I've got, I've got the inside track on waist trainers or I've got the inside track on makeup or I've got the inside track on shirts, something. If they didn't have to go anywhere else, to get these shirts. If they didn't have to go anywhere else to get the basic materials. Right. I would make this. I would make a, a community. A city, hopefully. For black people. Third Ward could be a central hub. That's what, that's, that's what I was saying earlier about that, the supply chain. Like You create a whole manufacturing supply chain of all the things that you typically have to, to outsource to get from elsewhere. Make that 
in house, especially staple items, right? Like fabrics and textiles, and that's where and and that's where the real ownership could come in, and that's where we could, we could really start teaching generations the pride and the importance of ownership, and not just kind of pay lip service to it the way we do as normal people. Um, now, if that's too bold, if that's too ambitious, I would, I would open up like a creative hub. One of the things that I love about New York, they make anything into a creative hub. They take any space available. They could literally take, I've, and I know because I shout out to TK and conscious. It literally took me somewhere where it was this, this was the case. A room that was no bigger than the room that we are currently in. Mm-hmm. And they made like a little mini, and there was like a little mini museum art installation that people walked in and paid to see. Interesting. And now Bushwick is kind of known for this. Like you could be walking in Bushwick and it looks, for the most part, Bushwick looks like an industrial area with just factory either working factories or old factories yeah you can walk by a factory and think it and think that you're gonna get killed in there if you walk in there and then you walk in there and it's a complete it looks still looks like a factory but it's a completely clean art installation i would create that i would create that kind of vibe there would i would create a creative space Spaces for people to rent out and show off their work or spaces where people can come and record affordably. Spaces where people can come and do photo shoots. It would be a one-stop shop for whatever you needed creatively. That's important. That was a very good question. That was a real good question. Good for you, Terry. See, let let my niece hear that shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have, you gonna have my niece thinking I'm an ain't shit nigga, bro. Well, at least you didn't play shake that ass bitch earlier. Uh, that is true. That is true. I would not have been able to. I would not have been able to defend myself. She would not have made it past that part. No. Um. What do you? Oh, uh, DJ Burn asked, "What are your thoughts about the video showing the Dayton police?" Of course, it's fucking Ohio. The Dayton police escalating a track a traffic stop because a black disabled man told them he's paraplegic and could literally not step out of the car. Yeah, we addressed this and white people must be stopped. Of course, and I didn't know where it was. Of course it's Ohio. Of course. Um, where niggas are just susceptible. So even, even when he clearly stated that he was disabled and could not get out the car, they don't give a damn. They don't give a fuck. Not at all. The fuck is wrong with these people, man? Like, well, I... There's so many ways to answer that. You already, I would say, there's a lot wrong with them. And um, I, I, one of these days, one of these days, one of the Patreon episodes is going to explain why. Um, I, I told you, I have not stopped my ongoing study of white people. Uh, I am still watching you, motherfuckers. Um, uh, Vanita Johnson asked, "Where's the? Where did the? This is why I don't fuck with white people." Jingle come from. A good question. Um, there's it's some TikTok guy. I wish I I wish I remembered his name. 
Uh, it's been so long since I had the idea to even use that. Because um, I swear I would pay him all the money in the fucking world. But it's some TikTok guy uh, who I believe is non-black who catches white people doing all the, who, who just catches random videos of white people doing just trademark white people shit. Um, it's like ridiculousness for just exclusively dumb white people. So there was like one where they were like, uh, they were, they were like spelunking or some shit. And they saw a random hole in the side of the mountain. And this white dude just crawled right in there all the way into the darkness. Go for it. This is why I don't fuck with white people. That's, that's appropriate. And they just do just traditionally white shit. Why are you going out into that field where that motherfucker? Why are you going out into that field where nobody can see you or you're not in earshot? This is why I don't fuck with white people. And he just has ongoing shit like that. Um, and I just thought that particular part of the song was hilarious. Um, so yeah, that's where I got that. Um, and I just started using it. Like I said, if, if y'all ever find out what that guy's name is or whatever, um, yeah, tell him to hit me up. Yep. Um, let's see. We have, we had one. Oh, on the Twitter. Uh, it is Tales to Enrage, I believe. He usually has some good shit. I'm just, oh my god. Naps, yay or nay? Yay. Huh? Naps. Naps. Sleep naps or hair sleep, naps? Sleep naps. Oh. I mean, yes. That's a huge resounding yeah. yes. I'm going to take the most legendary nap when I get home from this. <laughs> just because we recorded early. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And, and also, I have not eaten lunch. So I'm, I'm just going to shove something in my mouth and go to bed. Naps are essential. Oh my god! They're not, so, they're not just recommended; they're essential. I literally get to work early just so I can go in the break room, and take a thirty-minute nap. I get up early just so just to make sure I'm not late, <laughs> so I can arrive at work, hit the alarm, thirty-minute nap, put my headphones on, thirty-minute nap. I'm I'm mad my lunch isn't longer because it would be thirty minutes of eating and thirty minutes of napping. Like it was at the bookstore. Oh man, it's beautiful when it's cool outside. Fam, I, I, uh, a lot of times I'll I'll take a nap at lunch in my car. Over at my job, there's a spot with some trees. I just pull over under there, crack that window, and lay it down. Boy, a nap can be just the best thing in the world. Like I like sometimes in the Uber, if I know my Uber driver, that that happens now. Like you know your Uber driver. Damn. I'll fall. I will, I will doze right the fuck off. I will. I will. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's easier than dozing off on a bus. I can imagine. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it, commutes commutes back in the day were rough. Um. So yeah, I, naps are a, naps are the greatest thing to happen to people older than thirty. Preach. Every, let me tell you something. Naps can be erotic. Everybody, like everybody who just heard who just heard us talking about naps, pretty much had pretty much had a sexual moment just now. If they're over thirty, 
Yeah, if they're over 30, they just had a sexual moment. It had nothing to do with Oz or D. Randall. It had everything to do with them sitting at work listening to us. I hope they did not have a sexual moment listening to us talking about it. It had nothing to do with us. It was everything to do with the idea that when they're finished doing whatever whatever it is they're doing, probably Monday at work, they're going to take a fucking nap. Like... Naps are almost like there. Like there are people that have to make decisions between naps and sex. I don't, because I'm going to take a nap after sex anyway. I did have an ex that put me that literally that prided herself in putting me to sleep. Yeah, this is creeping into uh, being swamp black after dark too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She's. Just, uh, it, 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 I was. I was offended by it back then. But I, you know, me loving naps as much as I do now. I don't. I don't mind so much now. She's like, oh, I put the bear down. So, um. So yeah, naps are a huge resounding yes. That's not even in question. Uh, thanks everybody for the listening letters. Y'all know what to do. Opinions while black at gmail.com. Hit us up on the social medias uh, or on opinions while black.com. That will show you how to do all of those things. Um, it is now time for the top three STFUs. Uh-oh. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Number three, Paul Wall. Paul Wall, baby? Paul Wall, man. It's the people's champ. Uh, the Houston local wanted us to know that he too does not bathe often. That, we did not need to know that. That is less of a revelation and more of a confirmation. Correct. <laughs> he got to shut the fuck up because we could have guessed that. We were already guessing it. Um,. No, we didn't need to know that shit. No. Also, I really want white people to stop volunteering that. I really do. Been around Paul Wall for many years. Um, first time I met him, actually, it was about two streets away from where we are right now, recording in someone's garage. And I did not know his, his name at the time. I just called him the dirty white boy. <laughs> and again... That was less of a revelation and more of a confirmation. I just, uh, uh, white people just really need us to know how protected they, how protected in general they are just against everything right down to natural selection. I, I, I don't need to know anymore. Like there are, there are, one of these things we're going to put together a list of white people that we can already guess do not bathe. It's gonna be a it, it, that would be a, that list would be too long. I was gonna say we'd be better making a list of the ones that do, right? Like you know, not Tommy Lee, you know, shit like that. There are white people I can pretty much. I was like, no, he, ain't. no, he probably hasn't. No, he probably hasn't either. So far, the only the only person I can really think of to put on the list of white people that do bathe is probably Daniel Craig. I don't know. Daniel Craig just I don't know. Daniel Craig just looks like he doesn't have time for the bullshit mm. 
that comes with not bathing. Like everything. Like if you ever listen to a Daniel Craig interview, he's a perfect. He's a perfectly nice guy, and he's a perfectly polite guy. He's perfectly charming. But if you ask him anything outside of like what it was like to play this part or what you know this aspect of doing the Bond movies was like, he just does not have the time or patience for any of it. Why the fuck are you asking me that? But he says it in a very polite British way. I think he bathes. He doesn't have time for like for somebody to accuse him of being funky. I guess I've never really thought about it that way. Like, like most of my, like a lot of my guesses are British. Like, I think Hugh Grant bathes. Probably. I don't know. I think I think Brits bathe less than Americans. Do you? I think Americans just get sweatier. Okay. Fair. So I guess it should break. You should really break down to who's like. Who's commonly funky? I, I I would just say just assume they don't until proven otherwise. That's fair too. All of them. Yeah, all right. Just lump them all together. I'll go with that. I, I will say they probably do the same to us. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, you know, It's they, not racist if everybody does it. I, hey. Speak on it, son. I, not even, I'm not even going to fight that one. Um, so, yeah, Paul Wall, we don't need to know that, man. Just, just chill out, Shut bro. Shut the fuck up. Stay obscure. Stay obscure like you were. Um, number two. Pretty much everyone defending Dave Chappelle. Like, it's like that saying where it was like I don't I forgot how the saying goes now, but it was something to the effect of, "I'm not saying that every Republican is racist, but I am saying that every racist is probably Republican." I'm not saying that everyone defending Dave Chappelle is part of the Kevin Samuels cult, but I am fairly sure that everyone that is a part of the Kevin Samuels cult is defending Dave Chappelle. And they all and 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 I've said this before that everyone in the Kevin Samuels cult needs desperately to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like because because it it falls in line with what the Kevin Samuels cult people do, which is just are desperate to sound deep and intellectual and want to quote unquote have the conversation about some shit that ain't got nothing to do with them or their well being. They want so badly to quote have the conversation mm-hmm. about trans people in America when there is literally. No reason whatsoever to have any conversations about trans people in America unless you are, in fact, trans. True. I always assume that anybody who has any opinion about trans people other than, oh, who gives a fuck, needs to shut the fuck up. Because why? Why do we need to have that conversation? Why do we need to have that conversation? You know how many trans people I've been with? None. And even if I had, still wouldn't be my business. He doesn't need defending because there's no canceling him. Yeah. 
No, he's not going to. And what I, what I've said this a million times on this podcast is that y'all ain't canceling Dave Chappelle. And I didn't mean that as in I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend him. I didn't mean that as in, um, uh, you know, the there are people that are gonna come to his aid or whatever. Dave Chappelle can't be canceled at this point. He is tied. He is tied to our culture and our community in a way that not many entertainers are. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with shit Dick Gregory had to say. I, Dick Gregory wasn't getting canceled. So, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! We don't need to have the conversation. There's nothing I need to say about trans people Mm-mm. other than leave them alone. Yep. That's what I need to say. Leave them alone. Mind your fucking business. There are people there are people of your own sexual orientation that need your concern, that don't want to fuck you. <laughs> I if nobody of my own sexual orientation wanted to fuck me, the last thing I would be thinking about is other groups and who they fuck. I'll be thinking I'll be thinking about ways I'll be thinking about ways to get my shit together so the pussy intake can continue. That must be lo- boy, it must be lonely. I don't know how to get through the day. Um by defending James Bell. <laughs> and the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Letitia Wright. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's back, bro. And she picked the worst time. Apparently, she's been on the set of uh, Black Panther 2 talking that anti-vax bullshit. You know, but like a year or so ago, we got on her case because she swore that the devil was in the vaccine. So, Literally. So she's she's on the set with presumably very tight and very stringent COVID protocols. Talking noise about the, about the vaccine. Correct. Let me tell you something. What a way to lose a bag. <laughs> I'm telling you. How to lose a bag in 10 Ten days. days. <laughs> that is the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, God damn. That was good. I like that. We had the same thought. I swear <laughs> we did. <laughs> I was like, is he about to say it? Because I'm going to say it. Um. Yeah, man. So, here's the thing. Last year when we addressed Letitia Wright, we were doing it for her well-being. Because black people in these Marvel movies, we were trying to... We, we, it, we were on kind of more of a happy-to-be-here attitude. And we wanted everybody to make sure they had a bag. Anthony Mackie was saying a lot of stupid shit at first when he got the role of Falcon. Mm. Anthony Mackie was saying a lot of goofy shit. So that first check, it was like, yeah, I'm a chill. And shut the fuck up. Oh, he made a goofy ass, he made, he made a goofy ass comment on a, like, promoting a non-Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you, because I, I watched that movie, Our Brand is Crisis. I watched that movie and he was prom- and he was saying something about like Donald Trump. This is before he got elected. Yeah. 
and it didn't and it was so but it was so close to the election it didn't age well when he won the election and everybody's like fam chill out we trying to keep you working don't say shit else about this man mm-hmm. now he went on to say goofier shit but he shut the fuck up about Trump yeah um Letitia does not have nearly no that level of exposure not at all to to afford that like she can she could be replaced by Kiki Lane in the middle of production <laughs> <laughs> and most of us would be like ah Oh well, I bet mean, nobody gonna say shit if she if Zazzy Beat show up on that set. If it can happen, <laughs> fact. <laughs> if it can happen to Terrence Howard, it can happen to you. <laughs> Not a single person cared that Don Cheadle showed up. In Iron Not Man at too. all. <laughs> Fail. I have said this before. All this talk about the multiverse. When I, when I saw What If, and they went back to. When they did the Killmonger episode, they went back to the events of Iron Man 1. Yeah. And Don Cheadle Rhodey shows up. Yeah. I was like, damn, the multiverse don't give a <laughs> fuck about Terrence Howard, yeah. nigga. What the fuck? Shit. Episode 10, what if you say some dumb shit? <laughs> Starring Shuri. Boy, she don't she don't even know. Yeah. And 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 guess what? Marvel fans won't bat in the fucking eyelash. You're like, oh, okay. But this, but this movie lit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Does this movie slap? That's all they give a fuck about. Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan said one goofy thing, and wasn't even goofy. It wasn't goofy. He apologized for that shit the same day, and went on about his fucking life. Yep. And we and we never hear shit from him again until that goofy shit about the fucking. Carnival rum. Uh, fam, I, I can't defend it anymore. When you now, because now it was like, yo, chill out on this thing you're saying outside of work because we want you to keep working and we want you to get, we want you to stay having a check. Now you've taken it to work. I had to deal with that at my job. Um, there was a guy who was just, he was the libertarian. He was the Basically, anything that made sense, he disagreed with it. Um, and I always called them the Ron Paul guy because back when Ron Paul, not Rand Paul, uh, his 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 father, who began their legacy of never ever being president, um, uh, who just who would just run to have a very popular set of like college lectures, um. Every job had a Ron Paul guy. And the Ron Paul guy would just talk endless shit about in the Fed and the gold standard and shit that kind of makes sense but also comes with a bunch of dumb shit you got to hear and a bunch of and a bunch of dumbass ways to get there, which is why Ron Paul never got elected fucking president and why at the debates all the other Republicans swore like a blood oath to never even acknowledge that he was there on the podium. Mm-hmm. And so the Ron Paul guy is just fucking annoying and just sends you all these fucked up emails about where is where is the real Lyndon LaRouche and all these fucking conspiracy theories. Letitia Wright is that <laughs> on the set of Black Panther 2. <laughs> 
No. Guess what? No. No. Uh, the, the cast of Black Panther 2, Angela Bassett ain't sitting through that shit. She's not. Angela Bassett ain't sitting through that shit. You know who else ain't sitting through that shit? Daniel Kaluuya. Except Daniel Kaluuya will probably, I imagine Daniel Kaluuya will actually engage you a little bit. He'll he'll probably he'll probably try to pull you to the side like, yeah, young sis, young sis, you know, you know, because they they they'll start speaking in British and shit. <laughs> bruv, bruv, don't bruv. fuck up the bad love. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Fuck up the bad exactly, love. exactly. And if they're front loading this this movie with black people the way it sounds like they are, because I already heard Donald Glover might be there. Uh, uh, Michaela Cole is supposed to be there. Um, if they're front loading this with niggas like I think they are, like coming to America level, fam, Michaela Cole ain't sitting around for that shit. Especially, especially when I mean, again, I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. Especially when you know that in the book that Shuri becomes Black Panther at some point, and you can play a very prominent role in that you know I'm just Ain't saying nobody, man this is you ruining your bag when Don Cheadle tells you to shut the fuck up that should be your moment maybe you have to hear from other people who have been told to shut the fuck up maybe Anthony Mackie has to show up you mm. know like you know like 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 what's his, like like when they went to what's his name from the five heartbeats they had to go get the nigga that got hung out the that got hung out the window yeah so he could hear how full of shit Big Red was so maybe they have to maybe they have to go get Anthony Mack and some other people that have been very politely pulled to the side and asked to shut the fuck up Chris Evans it happened to him one time we've never heard him say some crazy shit again ever so maybe Chris got it you know that's what it needs Chris Evans seems to make everything better. Maybe they have to go get him. Because I guarantee you, if anything happens to him, they're going to associate him with Captain America the way we associate Black Panther with Chad and not T'Challa. <laughs> so, so, so this motherfucker might have to come and make everything better. Robert Downey Jr. has had a whole second chance at life. You need to listen to him. This motherfucker it, it has had a complete 180 done Probably because someone asked him politely to shut the fuck up. Robert Downey Jr. was in, was was basically where Johnny Depp is now, and by that I mean just involved in any and everything remotely corrosive to the soul. Yeah, and so he did a complete turnaround when they cast him for Iron Man. You ain't never now he now he gets to visit little kids. Yeah. Now he gets to be Sherlock Holmes. He gets to be Dr. Doolittle. He's always involved in some kid cartoon. Fam, this could be you, Shuri. But you playing. But you playing with the bag. That's all right. Let Don Cheadle snatch that bag up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wait till they get Kiki Lane, who you ain't never heard of outside of coming to America. Mm Mm-hmm. And she snatched up that bag and every good thing that could ever come that could ever come to a black woman in this society comes to her. Watch. Watch. Just watch. Keep talking shit. I'm not even going to tell you to shut the fuck up. Keep talking shit, fam. I mean, you already hit it on the head. We already know. Look, we already know that the multiverse is hitting before Black Panther comes out. 
So <laughs> they don't need you, fam. You can get in or you can get off, bro. Yeah. Doctor Strange has already fucked it up to where they can pull somebody from somewhere else. Anybody can be this motherfucker, like, and they—I'm telling you—they Disney has sat them down and given them that talk. Don't think you can't. Yep, because you can. Anybody. And let me tell you, they got—they they didn't get Kevin to have the talk. They got all the niggas in a room, and Ryan Coogler very politely gave them this talk. Because if ever it was somebody who just looks like, despite being a nice guy, they not with the bullshit, yeah. it's Ryan Coogler. Yeah. I heard it in the way he talked. You know, when they talk and about open pulled, accent, you feel it. And he pulled them right to the side, eh, fam? Boy, coming in talking like Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Like, this this right here, man, it's my shit, bro. Y'all ain't y'all ain't y'all ain't doing this. Y'all ain't fucking this up for me, bro. Y'all fuck up my bad. We all gonna be fighting motherfuckers. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, try Jesus. I got hands. Right, Kukla, look, he got hands too. He looked like that little. He looked like that little quiet nigga that talks that, that don't talk no shit and just looks at you and goes, "Okay." <laughs> That'd be the one that whoop your ass. Okay. That's why it's like Royce. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when Royce tried to get Tory Lanez together and said, "Yeah, all right, fam." Royce will shoot you, man. <laughs> Royce ain't gonna waste that much time. He'll just shoot you. Even at his big age, he don't give a fuck. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not even gonna tell Letitia Wright to shut the fuck up. I'm gonna tell her to keep talking. We can show you better than we can tell you. And life comes at you fast, mm. and we tried to help you. We tried to help you, but you didn't want to have it. Mm-mm. Let let Disney show you how these white people do. It can all come. Let me tell you, if it can happen for Kevin Spacey, fam, how fast did they get Kevin Spacey the fuck out of here? There was no hesitation. Kevin Spacey, his face was in the trailer for a movie that he was not in a month later, <laughs> and if they will, and that is a white man. That is that is one of the whitest of white men. And if they gonna get him out the paint, what the fuck do you think is gonna happen to a black woman talking shit? Like I said, just have a sit down with Terrence Howard. He'll let you know. <laughs> he 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 would let you know, but he's somewhere reinventing math <laughs> or whatever the fuck he's doing. All right, that's all right. That's all right. We tried. I did my part. Randall did his part. Opinions While Black did their part. Don Cheadle did his part. I'm just saying. Show you better than you can tell you. Mm. Have we done a podcast, D. Randall? We most certainly have. Episode 156. Yep. It was a journey. Because I'll tell you, I was tired to the motherfucker. I don't know why I was tired to the motherfucker. Um... Oh yeah, I had to get up early to do other shit. But yeah, man. Um, but we got here. We're here. We got here. We're gonna be here. Um, like I say, these are crazy fucked up times. And we almost this is almost like community service for us. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Very close. We do this to help y'all get through this and to help us get through this. 
And oh, you're not talking like state mandated community service. No, okay, no. this is voluntary. I get oh, you. Oh God, if the state heard this, and I tried to pass this off as like work, no, no, fam, they'd want all that unemployment back. Delete all that shit. Um. So yeah, y'all, I, I, we love y'all. The support is real. The support is it, it, the the reason we're the only reason we're even considering pa- Patreon is because y'all have re- responded. I was joking about it for a while, there, and I I got people like, man, you speaking that shit into existence. You got to bring that shit. So as soon as we as soon as we free up some time, I'm just keep it there. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna finish mm. the sentence. Mm. I'm not even gonna finish the sentence. I don't. I I want y'all's expectations all fucked up. Mm. So when it happens, it just happens. It's not gonna be a launch announcement or none of that shit. Mm. You're just gonna have to be paying attention. I think that's fair. Get them how you can. That's right. So just keep paying attention. Keep paying attention. Keep being engaged and involved like you have been. And good things are on the way. I'm just put it that way. Um, church announcements, D. Randall. Nah, other than you know, guys, make sure you take care of yourselves. Please, um, health is wealth. Health is important. God, Eat vegetables, please, man. Get sleep. Um, and you know, stop eating so much fast food and check in on your folks. Agreed. Put a vegetable on the plate, fam. Put many. Put mostly vegetables on your plate if possible. I, let me say, and this is not a story to just get into long term, but just my like since I started bringing my lunch, I was pretty good at the bookstore because I, I I worked across from a deli where I could get a salad most days. But since I started since I've started having to be forced to bring my lunch because there's nowhere in walking distance to, to eat, um, making myself a nice healthy sandwich. Yes, maybe with one or two meats, like thinly sliced like ham in Turkey, but mostly like vegetables on that bitch. Like, you know, what I'm saying lettuce, tomato, pickles. It's the it's the lion's share of it. Yeah, jalapenos, a bunch of shit that people just only think exists at Subway. I feel better, and I drink tons of water. At work, because ain't shit else. You know, again, I can't walk over and get a Red Bull or some Starbucks, none of that shit. Mm-hmm. I drink tons of water. I feel better. You this like that little bit can change your life. That little bit can just change how you feel about everything. I'm still tired than a bitch and go to sleep and go to sleep when I get home. But again, I feel better. I feel slimmer. I feel everything, and, and so. Getting back to a workout regimen is not pulling teeth at this point. Yeah. So yeah, everything Randall said. That that just to reinforce what Randall said. Uh, yeah, we guys, we love you. Uh, we're gonna be here. We'll be back next week. More foolishness and fuckery. Until then, buy merch. Merch is available. Pigswallblack.com. This has been episode one fifty six on your mix. Of opinions while black, I have been Oz, and I am Unky D, and as <laughs> and as always, in parting, titties. Yeah, yeah. I'm not committing. 
I'm not committing to Uncle Oz just because. Well, I I should. My she calls me Mr. Oz, and I don't like it. That's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> uh, bye, y'all. <laughs>